2003, a serial killer in Peoria, Illinois, was targeting African-American women. This is the story of Larry Bright. Good morning. Happy Saturday. It is October 15th and I am here to bring you another true crime case. I am drinking my Java Mama. This is the Autumn Spice Coffee. I love this coffee. It's actually, I think it's actually better than the pumpkin spice. I really like it. It's got a little hint of rum flavor and other autumn Um, flavors like the pumpkin spice does but something about this one just gets my attention I love it so much but um, it is and you could tell probably from my by my voice I just woke up (laughs) a little bit ago (laughs) okay I gotta get the coffee in Um, okay today I am going to tell a now I don't want to say story an episode a case of Larry Bright who was a serial killer in Peoria, Illinois. Um, this case, I tell you what, I didn't know much about this guy. And then when I started digging into the um, the case, I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. I'm also going to have some shout outs at the end of this. I forgot to mention, there's a couple other podcasts I'm just really loving. And I watched Halloween Ends last night. And I might talk about that a little bit at the end here at the end of the podcast, but I want to get the, um, I want to get to this case. Larry Bright was born in July on, uh, sorry, (laughs) on the 8th of July in 1966. He was nicknamed the bone crusher. Oh, also my sources are Wikipedia and the Zephyr.com. The Zephyr.com is a really good, um, website and I want to thank my cousin Michelle for suggesting this one she's got some good suggestions on cases in the area okay you can tell I just woke up because I'm like forgetting things so I'm hoping I can get through this (laughs) I got my notes here okay he was convicted of um eight women between the ages of 30 and 41 in central Illinois um there were eight women victims Um, They were all African-American. These happened between the dates of July 2003 to October of 2004. Um, I want to give you a little background first before I get into the actual case because um, I couldn't dig up er um, anything about his childhood and that's really what I wanted to find. Now he lived with his mother while he was... um, killing these women he lived with his mother and I I will post a picture of the house it looks like actually a pretty nice home but I don't know the address and I don't know the street I don't know the area of Peoria because it didn't come out and say that on the site that I found it on but um his background okay at 21 this is his background with the law when he first started getting in trouble at 21 he was at a tavern in Yates City and he started arguing with a woman and when police arrived he cussed out the cops and okay that's a no-no right there okay they arrested him charged him with resisting arrest and disorderly conduct Um, I'm not sure what was said between him and the woman it just said it got out of hand 
So I'm not sure if he hit her. I, I have no idea. It doesn't say that. Um, and then in 1993, that happened in January of 89 when he was 21. In 1993, he was living with his fiance. August 9th, this was, an, this was August 9th, her seven-year-old started coughing while he was watching him because his fiance was sleeping. So he was watching him and um, they, he called, I'm guessing he called 911. It didn't say that, but the child died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. It came out as a very suspicious death. Um, he claimed, Larry Bright claimed to try CPR on the kid, but um, they wanted to give him a polygraph. But guess what? He never showed up to take the polygraph. He said he had to work. And so they asked him to reschedule. He never rescheduled. They were able to search his trailer he lived in a tra they lived in a trailer at the time and oh my gosh there was dog feces ants there was all kinds of crap all over um everything was a mess um they did read him his rights but when the autopsy on the child it showed no shaken baby syndrome or abuse so the case was closed uh, they never did find out how he died i guess i i couldn't find anything on that he ended up marrying his his fiance um but Later that month, guess what? She got an order of protection against him. This was less than a month. And um, it was because of abuse. He was hitting her. Now, she filed for divorce in March of 1994. But it was not granted until June of 1997. I don't know if she kept withdrawing the... Um, I don't know. It just says the divorce was never consummated. Um when she filed it again she filed it under dissolution i'm not sure exactly how that what that means because i've never had to do that so i am totally confused about how that works um now that was his background that i could get um his fiance i didn't write her name down i thought i did but um christy her name was christy so uh he was actually married at one time. I never did find out if he had any kids. Let's hope not. But, um, okay, back to here when he was killing these women. Okay, he, what happened was he favored sex workers, African-American women. And this was after the year 2000. Um, six bodies were found and there were others reported missing. So um, what happened was <clears throat> they arrested this woman in December of 2004 for theft she was a sex worker and they offered to she offered to help with a plea bargain she claimed she wanted to tell him tell them about Larry Bright because Larry Bright was a client of hers excuse me my throat just keeps <coughs> <coughs> sorry it's because I haven't been awake very long um she claimed that Larry Bright lured her into an outbuilding I don't know if it was a garage or a shed or a barn or whatever it was I'm I'm thinking of garage but i don't know um and it was of his mother's home so um when i looked at the mo the mother's home the garage was connected so i don't understand why that would be considered an outbuilding i don't know but anyway um could be a shed maybe she had a shed in the back in the backyard but he attacked her they did some drugs and drank and then he attacked her and then she escaped and when she tried to well she tried to escape and when she did he um got her back and, tr and he tried to rape her it just says he tried to rape her um 
police were skeptical since this all happened five months earlier and they didn't know if they should believe the woman. But she was afraid. She said she was afraid. She was afraid to say something before, you know. Um, now that she wants, you know, she's arrested and she's trying to, you know, plea with bargain with them so she can get out, which of course, I mean, that's what I would do. So they started to investigate him. Um, I'm not sure exactly how long after this, but during their investigation, they found some similar incidents that he, uh, that happened with him. Um, but there was lack of evidence. They couldn't hold him. Now, um, I read that a task force of 13 police officers and neighboring law enforcement agencies were, um, investigating him and I think it was after they found the bodies I think I mean that's what it says in my notes but um they were trying to um because they did find bodies before this from my understanding but they didn't know what happened to these women to these bodies uh, or you know who who killed these women so a search warrant of his property was granted in January of 2005 um they they found excavated land it actually it was his mother's uh, yard and excavated land and his mother said that her that she had removed some raspberry bushes and that's why those parts were excavated now that means there's holes um holes in certain areas i'm uh, i looked it up because for some reason i thought excavated meant raised i didn't know that's what i thought it meant but um there's like holes or places that were dug up in the yard um they found ashes and small bone fragments while digging in the areas and um he was charged with murder after that bone fragments he was nicknamed the bone crusher so um once they found the bones were human the house was excavated now it says the house was excavated so um I don't know, does that mean dug up? I was going to look that up, but the house was excavated after that. Um, so um, he had murdered, it said, yeah, okay, six bodies were found, but he's, he confessed to murdering eight bodies. Um, now he conf- he went, he did confess. So of course he was taken in. Um, the victims... I want to dedicate this episode to because this was um, really something I um, wanted to dedicate this to them. So his victims, August 2004, 33-year-old Laura Lawler uh, died of strangulation and he burned her body in the backyard. Um, She has a daughter and um, it's really sad, but there is an article um if you um google her name laura lawler that's l-o-l-l-e-r she has a daughter um talking about how her mother and i didn't read the full article but i found it accidentally when i was looking up the victims so that's something that um i found interesting very 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 sad so these women had families you know they just weren't out doing drugs drug addicts and maybe they were addicted to drugs i don't know but um which i'm sure they probably were but they have families out there so this is very very sad to me um 
they had, uh, let's see. Okay. There was, a, that, she was 33. Laura was, then there was a 40 year old named Linda Neal in September, 2004. Um, she was, fa- she was strangled in a store parking lot. Um, he took her body to a roadside. Now he did kill her at, well, wait, in a, in a store parking. Okay. He met her in a store parking lot. Excuse me. He met her in a store parking lot. And then she died of strangulation and in his mother's home, in his mother's home and her, his mom was home at the time. Now, um, he took her body to a roadside, disposed of her body. And when they found her, they found shoelace imprints around her neck. So, um, he, this, this was all strangulation. Um, the last confirmed murder, October, 2004 was 41 year old Brenda Irving. Um, he has no memory of how he met her, but he remembers doing drugs and having sex with her. Uh, she fought him. She was very strong. She got free, but she couldn't open the door. And then he hit her repeatedly in the back of her head, strangled her, dumped her near a dairy farm. Okay. Those are the, those are the three victims. Is it three of them that I read? Yeah. Three victims that I found online about. Now I've got photos of other ones on there on um social media on my instagram and facebook so um let's see on may 20 uh, may 30th 2006 he was sentenced to eight terms of life in prison he was 39 years old he confessed during his court hearings of murders in wisconsin oklahoma washington in Arizona, but then he retreat. He he said he retracted that, which I don't get. It's like why do you? I mean, he's talking about other states and that he killed people in, and then he retracts what he said. But anyway, I just don't get that. Mm. Okay, now since sorry, I had to take a drink of coffee. Um, his religion. Now get this. This is what I could not believe. I, I can't get over this. He was going to commit suicide. But it was against his religious beliefs. So you can't kill yourself, but you can go around and kill these women. It's against his religious beliefs. Okay. I don't get that. I am sorry. I don't understand it. That's just me. Um, I, I don't know when he was talking about suicide. I don't know if it was when he was younger. It sounds like he was going to do this when he was younger. And then he started killing women instead uh, that's what I, how, what I got out of it. Um, and, um, he also had a plan. He was going to have officer. He was going to try to attack the officer so they could just shoot him. But his mom was home or present at the time that they came for him. His mom was present, which I'm guessing was home because it was at her house. So he decided not to do that. Hmm. Okay. So he didn't want the, oh, he didn't want to do that in front of his mom, but it was okay to bury bodies in her backyard. So yeah, they, they went to dig up his yard and they found some things in his, in her yard. Sorry. Um, and then he denied racism as a motive because they said all these women were African-American. Why are you doing this? You know, I mean, it, it was a pattern he was following, but he denied that as a motive even though at first he said he got HIV from a black sex worker and then he tested negative. Okay, now he claims this. I don't know if it's been proven. But since he tested negative, 
Okay, so he he tested negative. Then he decided to say when he was 19 in prison, he was raped by many African-American prisoners. Now, I didn't dig anything up as him being in prison at 19. My first, um, the thing that I dug up, he was 21, and that was in, in uh, Yates City. Um, I did not see anything about him being 19 and in prison. So if he was, or maybe he was just held in jail, I don't know. But um, so basically his anger switched from black men to women. Um, you can't believe a word this guy says. I'm sorry, but it's like, how many excuses are you going to come up with here? It's excuse after excuse after excuse. Um, but uh, what they did was when they found, they found bone. Let me see. I've got my thing here. Um, sorry, my notes are, I got pages and pages of notes on this guy. Um, they found ashes and bone fragments while digging in areas of his mom's backyard. Um, once they found the bones were human, the house was excavated. Okay. I said that, right? I think I said that. <laughs> okay. I said, I just woke up. Um, but when they found those, that's why he was nicknamed the bone crusher. Cause what he would do is he would break their, he would crush their bones with a hammer. Um, it would burn their bodies, crush the bones with a hammer. Um, and that's why they nicknamed, nicknamed him the bone crusher. So he is still in prison. Um, I don't understand, uh, that, that has to be scary. First of all, it's gotta, it's gotta be a scary job to be a sex worker. And then when somebody like this gets a hold of you, takes you back to his mom's house or wherever, he would promise him drugs. He wouldn't pay him. He wouldn't give him any money. He would promise him drugs. I never found out if he even had a job. He lived with his mom. Now, I'm sorry, but drugs cost money too. So unless I'm missing something, I never found out that he had a job. Um, unless it just wasn't in the articles that I found. That was uh, Wikipedia and the Zephyr.com. Um, but I just never found that out. Um, I did miss one victim. Excuse me. I did miss one victim. 30-year-old Sabrina Payne. Um, he was drunk at this time, so he has no memory of killing her. Strangulation came out in the autopsy, and he buried her in a cornfield outside Tremont. She was found in July of 2000. Or 2000. Oh, my. When I tore the paper, it cut off. I'm thinking she was found in uh, July of 2004. Um, that's too bad because, I mean, he started killing in 2003 and these bodies weren't found till later. Um, but, uh, so Sabrina Payne, Laura Lawler, Linda Neal, Brenda Irving, those were the ones that were confirmed. Um, I want to dedicate this episode to you and all of the other victims that he's, um, killed. I have photos of many women on my um, social media and he can be, these can be looked up online too. I've got photos of the victims. Uh, my Instagram is Kelly's Coffee Crime Chat. Facebook, Kelly's Coffee and Crime Chat. And that will be in um, the notes of the episode underneath after the description. Um, so that is the story of Larry Bright. Oh my gosh. This dude is messed up. That's what I put at the top of my notes. Um, 
I just don't understand how somebody could be this. I mean, I know I say that every time. I don't understand how somebody could be this sadistic, but please do not take a ride from anybody. Do not trust anybody. Um, I mean, promising drugs, no. It, it, it just, he didn't have any money, so that's, uh, it's just weird to me. Like I said, I didn't find out if he had a job, and it just makes me wonder. But, um... That is Larry Bright. He is the serial killer from Peoria, Illinois. I do have some other cases in mind. I got another one in Indiana coming. Um, another one uh, in Springfield, Illinois, which was horribly sad. And I've got some other ones planned. I'm trying to branch out in other states, other areas. It's just hard for me to find ones um, outside of the area that were underreported because I like to do underreported ones. I know that some of them I've done, people have heard, but uh, there's um, some that I want to do. Now, I do want to do some shout outs here. Um, the shout outs I want to talk about are um, The Book of the Dead, which is a podcast from a mother and daughter. It is good. The daughter tells the story and she's got a awesome voice and then the mother is in the background or you know you know how you have somebody background listening so the mother's listening and she's like oh my gosh stop right now I can't listen to anymore so it's like it's so funny her mom is so funny and it's um it's it's a good episode or good uh, podcast so now I'm addicted and I think I've shouted this one out before it was bizarre brutal and boozy that one's good. And that's with the mother and son and they do two stories each one's a bizarre story and one's a brutal story so which is true crime so um i really like it the latest one was on travis walton from fire in the sky the movie fire in the sky about the the true story of the guy in the 70s who was taken by aliens and returned um that's on there now which i i really like that story <coughs> excuse me but um it seemed like i had some other podcasts i was going to shout out that i really like those two are the ones i'm i'm really getting into um there was another one why am I blanking I need to write these down um <laughs> uh this like I said it's still it's it's still early for me but um tales from dark tales from the road that's the name of it I'm pretty sure that's the title of it dark tales from the road um that's another one that I just started listening to that's pretty good so if you have time, look that one up. Um, like I said, I know there's more. I just, there's so many right now that I'm listening to. Um, so I also watched Halloween Ends last night. Now this movie, everybody that I looked up, people are complaining hardcore about this. They're complaining more about this than they were about Halloween Kills. I liked Halloween Kills. I liked, I loved the 2018 Halloween and I liked Halloween Kills. I thought it was good. <clears throat> the thing with this one, it skips up to now. So the other ones took place in 2018. This one takes place in this year. 2022. I had to think what year it was. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> but um, it skips up. So Laura, and you can even tell from the previews, Laura, Lori's hair looks different. So you could tell time has passed. And um, I already thought that when I saw the previews of it. But this is a, a it is about her. There is a showdown between her and Michael Myers. So I will say that. 
but there is a different lead character in this. Now, this could have been a standalone movie, but I liked it because it was different. It wasn't like all the others. You know how people say, it's just like all the others. Wow, Michael Myers is walking around town and she's going to fight him or she's going after him or he's going after her. This was completely different. And that's what I liked about it. I thought it was a good movie. Um, go in, If you go into it just fresh, thinking of it as just a movie, you know, a lot of people are upset because they said it didn't connect with the other two. It it did in a sense, but it was another movie that was takes place years late, later because of the pandemic. Everything got thrown off and they didn't get released a year later, you know, from Halloween Kills. You know, Halloween Kills got released later because of the pandemic, but... I thought it was pretty good and I would watch it again. Matter of fact, I, after I watched it last night, I rewound it and watched the beginning, like uh, first half hour again, because there were some parts that I wanted to, that I thought I didn't catch and I wanted to see them again. But, um, I don't know. It's, it's different. I'll give it that it's different, but man, I love that ending. It has a great ending. So that is just my take on Halloween ends. Every once in a while, I'll do an episode called Watch This, Not That, and I'll compare two movies that are the same. Right now, I've got two Kevin Bacon movies up. So that's this. the similarity is they're both thrillers and they both have Kevin Bacon in it. And of course, I like movies that are thrillers, horror, thrillers, any suspense, stuff like that. So hence my true crime um, podcast. So that's basically what I like to do. So lately, the one I did, uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday I did. No, Thursday I did the one with the Kevin Bacon movies and it is um, Stir of Echoes and They Slash Them. Those are the two I'm comparing. It's always one's good, one's not so good. So um, that is all for today. Have a wonderful Saturday. I apologize for just waking up. I need to do these after I woke up a little bit and had at least one cup of my coffee. But um Speaking of coffee, I do have a link up of buy me a coffee. Understandable if you don't want to donate, but I put it up there just in case people did want to donate for my website fees. And um, so, and I also, people who donate, I like to send out some swag items for, from the podcast, Um, you know, just extra gifts, surprise gifts, um, swag. And um, so if anybody is interested, interested, my link is at the bottom of the description of the episode. It's at the footer uh, area uh, for buy me a coffee because you know I need to wake up. <laughs> I don't think I've forgotten anything. I think I talked about, let me see my podcast, the podcast. I'm going to start writing down these good podcasts so I can shout them out on the show. Thank you everybody for supporting my my podcast. This is so great that I am over 200 downloads. Um, to me, that's quite a bit since I just started this podcast at the end of August and I am just having a, a ball and I'm learning. I'm learning so much about true crime and that's the, the main thing and that's really why I wanted to start this podcast and to get these stories told and um, dedicate my um, episodes to the victims if I find out more about the victims. Like in this one, I didn't find out a lot about some of them because, it, like I said, there's they're thinking there's more bodies out there from by that uh, Larry Bright is responsible for, but they haven't been found or haven't been identified. So, but I'm just glad he's put away. Um, 
that is all for today. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. We're in the middle of October and I love it. Another podcast all month long. They're doing Halloween, um, Halloween, um, true crime episodes that take place on Halloween. It is called murder with my husband and the wife tells the story while the husband's listening. The husband has never heard what she's talking about. I love that kind of like true crime couple. I love that one too. But, um, murder with my husband is very good all month long they're doing these um episodes on that take place around halloween or on halloween so that is one podcast i love uh of course going west is my one of my top favorites and death do us part now going west has another one called the dark parts that they put out in october about spooky um stories and uh, the dark parts. Look that one up if you if you like spooky season. It's perfect for that. So that is all for today. Everybody have a wonderful weekend and enjoy October with the beautiful colors on the leaves. Oh, I just love it. It's so beautiful out here. And I will see you next time.